the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We'll spend some time looking at the gifts of the Spirit in 1 Corinthians 12, coming up next. As if the gift of salvation isn't enough, God pours out even more by giving us gifts of the Spirit. Hi there, and welcome to Times of Refreshing from the Well Christian Community here in Livermore, California, and online at thewellchurch.net. We're in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 today as we turn our attention to these gifts the Apostle Paul lays out for us. And there are several. It really is amazing that God would go to such lengths to equip us to live a life fully in his love and in his blessings. Here's Pastor Napoleon with today's Times of Refreshing. This morning, I want to talk to you all about the gifts of the Spirit. The gifts of the Spirit. One of the things that happens to all of us is when we are born again, God begins to make spiritual deposits within our lives. Now, all of us were born with talents and abilities, natural talents and abilities. Some of you were very creative when it comes to drawing. Some of you, from a math standpoint, your mind just works. All of us have talents, abilities. But when we give our life to Jesus Christ, he makes spiritual deposits in our lives, and we call them the... Uh, the charismatic gifts or the, uh, the, the gifts of grace, okay? There's a benefit that God gives you, deposits within your life. Now, doesn't mean that everybody gets the same kind of gifts, but God, he graces you with spiritual abilities that you could not have unless you obviously knew God. And he does this, and the scripture is going to talk about this. And it's important that we discover that, we go through the process with God with that, we develop them, we grow in them, and then we begin to use them within the context of our local church, but then also outside of the local church. Woe be it to any church that does not believe in the power of God, that does not believe in the gifts of the Spirit of God, does not believe in the, in the charismatic giftings and abilities Jesus did not leave us here with no spiritual ability. I thank God for the Word of God. It's the primary tool that we use and we need. But then God makes divine deposits in all of our lives that we're going to have to be accountable, that we're accountable for. And we have to develop, discover, develop, and then continue to grow in as God sees fit. Now, it's important that we, that we realize that it's not a competition thing. Everybody has whatever God has placed in their life. You enjoy that. You're a blessing. There's no need to be, you know, envious of what somebody else has. Just enjoy what God has deposited in your life. 
and then continue to develop. And so we're going to talk about just one classification of these spiritual gifts here, but there's other, there's other gifts that God gives, and, and, and the book of Romans talks about the, them. And so we got to make sure that as we go through this process that we understand that the church is a supernatural entity that God has established within the earth to function basically in both realms. We're not just confined here, but there's a spiritual component we have to embrace, enjoy, and then allow God to use us and function in that manner. The church is a life-giving, life-giving organism that he's established that's growing and that's moving, that's, that's continued to prevail in the earth, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And so understand that the church is supernatural. It only happened because of God's willingness, desire, and ability to make it happen. And so for us, we want to make sure that we embrace all the fullness of the gospel. So I'm just saying this church is not a cessationist church. We don't believe that the last gifts and stuff died with the last apostle. Can I have an amen? I believe that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Can I have an amen? That he will do it. He did it then, and he will do the same thing now through his church. And that Jesus is alive and well, y'all. And the church is filled with charisma, the charismata. That we're filled with the gifts of grace and the power of God and the giftings that God has given us. Now, we understand that there can be abuses. That's why we teach here in the church so that we don't have wackiness and foolishness. And we hold people accountable and all those things. But we do want people to go into discovery mode. What is it that God has placed in my life? And how is it that God wants to use me? It says here in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1, he says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore I make known to you that no one speaks by the Spirit of God, that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed. And no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are diversities of what? Gifts. But it's the same Spirit. The gifts of grace. It's not something that I just have in and of myself. There are diversities or different kinds of gifts. Gifts or benefits of grace that God has placed in me. That I didn't make happen. That I'm not just parroting what I see someone else doing. That God deposited something in me. And this is something that is God's choosing. He says, but it's the same spirit. So the spirit of God, who's, he's the one who, who releases and, and manifests. And you're going to see this here, here. Helps to cause these gifts to go into action in a person's life. Okay. He says, there are diversities of gifts, but it's the same spirit. There are differences of ministries or services, but it's the same Lord. 
This word here, ministries, is tied to the word diakonos, the word we get deacon from. It means to serve or servant. He says there are differences of ministry or forms of service, but it's the same Lord. And so you have to understand when God gives you his gift, it's not there necessarily to make you, pro- make you popular. It's though that you might effectively serve somebody else. It's amazing how a person will get gifted and then God will do something in their life, place a gift in their life, a spiritual gift, and then we think the first thing we need to do is get a business card. Can I have an amen? Or the first thing we think we need to do is now we we try to force ourselves to the forefront instead of humbling ourselves up. Serve your way up. You serve your way up. You become a deacon before you become a deacon. You're serving, and people see that. It's the same thing with your gift. Jesus is there, and he's talking to the woman at the well. We, and we see that he's having a conversation. Jesus said, she says, I believe that thou art, I perceive that thou art a prophet. It's, your work has, has shown me that. I think it's important that we understand that and we don't try to force our way. And let me say this too. This just come to me. Just because you are gifted or God has given you a spiritual gift does not mean that you shouldn't develop a, an entitlement mentality around it. I see this happen. People, God uses them a little bit. He's given them a gift. And then they feel like they're entitled to be used all the time. But sometimes you're gifted and God has you on the backside of the desert. And he's trying, to prof- he's trying to prepare you from a character standpoint so that the gift doesn't kill you. Can I have an amen, y'all? He's trying to help you to understand that character always Always is more important than your gifting. And if God's got to put you on the shelf with your gifted self for a while so that he can prepare you and get you ready for whatever it is he wants to do in your life, then God will do that because he loves you more than just you serving. Can I have an amen? And so we have to embrace that. That you can be gifted but in, on a shelf because God is trying to prepare you for something great. And he doesn't want your gifting to destroy you. And so we have to allow people to go through this process. We see this oftentimes. People are zealous. They want to go for it, go for it, go for it. And sometimes God's saying, I'm not opening any doors. And then instead of us saying, well, maybe this is God telling me to sit down. And he's the one that we want to blame the pastor. Blame the leaders. They hold me back. They're hating. They're, they're, they don't want the anointing around here. Well, maybe we don't want you to tear anything up. So just be processed first. Let God take you through so that when you do get up there, you don't get lifted up with pride. Can I have an amen? And a few people start clapping for you. You don't get lifted up with arrogance. There's no entitlement. We should never have entitlement around our gifting. But this about service. And he says this here. He says, and there are differences of ministries, of services, but it's the same Lord. We're here to serve. We're here to give our lives to be a blessing to other people. 
It's not about lifting you up. And the thing I love about God is sometimes God will put you up on a mountain, but then sometimes he'll put you down. Sometimes he'll put you halfway on the mountain. Then he'll put you, let God do what he's doing, amen? But if we feel entitled that I'm the pastor, I'm the only one that can speak. How stupid is that? Other people, God uses them. And let me say this, and I love all of you all, okay? Understand that. But if I take time off as the pastor of this church, because I want to take a break. Because I want to enjoy the service on Sunday morning. I want to come and worship God like you and not be thinking about the air conditioning. I want to come and just sit and hear somebody else preach and just sit back and chill and actually talk to them. Sunday morning is, is work for me. It's not, I don't come in here, whoa, praise the Lord. I'm having a good time, but I'm thinking about there's all this stuff that's going on in my brain. Can I get a break? Yes. Okay, you say yes. So when I take a break, don't say, Pastor, when you coming back? <laughs> when you preaching? You coming back? Hey, you've been long. You've been gone a long time. I'm like, can a brother get a break? See, some of y'all know you laughing too over there, Helen, because I know you, Evelyn. I hear you, Evelyn, because you be the main one. When you coming back, I'm just playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing, Evelyn. I'm playing, Evelyn. I'm playing. You know I love you, Evelyn. But, but, but you know what I'm saying? But understand that saints, there's a lot of people that are gifted and anointed. A lot of people that are talented. We want to we wanna embrace what God is doing in their life and then no one should feel entitled. We're all just here to serve. Can I have an amen, y'all? Look what he says in verse 6. He says, and there are diversities of activities. Somebody say activities. That word there is the word energeo. It's the word that we get energy from. Okay? He says, so there are diversities of energies. But it is the same God who works all in all. So what happens is when God begins to move in your life, he infuses you with energy ability and power. He makes you capable and able to do what he's asking you to do as he's working it in you and through you. And so we have to understand that when it comes to the spiritual gifts, it's not you that's causing it to happen. It's you, it's you yielding so God can make it happen. And then there's an energy, there's a surge of his power that gives you the ability to do what you do. And we have to understand this because Bible college can't give you this. You can go to any school. Reading books can't give you this. It's something that God infuses within your spirit and in your soul that makes you capable and able to do something that you normally could not do in your own strength. He energizes you. He infuses his power within you to get it done. And this is why it's so important that we understand, and like I said earlier, that you yield your way into it. 
The quicker you yield to God, the more you'll see his power just begin to flow through you. What happens with people is they try to, they think that they can make it happen with their mind or they can will themselves to it. That's not how it happens. You yield yourself and then God begins to use your vessel as an instrument for him to, to communicate his heart to people and to serve people with this sp- specific gift that he gives you. And so it's important that we understand that the excellency of the power is not of us. It's of God and that he empowers you to do it. And sometimes it's amazing when God does because you look back and you say, wow, I can't even believe that. I just, sometimes I watch even videos of me preaching and I say, I can't even believe that. It's me. Because, because, I can t- because there's an anointing and a grace and an energy that God will give you to, to, to accomplish the task. And then when you walk down or you go back to see it, you can't take credit because you know it wasn't you. Can I have an amen, y'all? There's times when I walk in here and Minister Ernesto can attest to this because he's with me all the time. Or Deacon Terrence can attest to this, that I don't feel good. I would tell them, man, man, I'm kind of struggling right now. I'm feeling, ah, I don't feel that great today. Or whatever it is. Deacon Terrence will tell you. But then I'll say, but as soon as I get up there, I already know what's going to happen. It's like I never, like nothing, bam. The problem is that after I get done, I go home and pass out. Because <laughs> how do you know the anointing will lift? But you understand, saints, that for you it's the same way. God has gifted you. There's an energy that comes from him We want to embrace that and learn how to walk in that. Learn the process. And we'll talk about that. It says here in verse 7, he says, But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of who? Of all. So God manifests his Spirit in and through you, and it's to be a blessing and to profit everyone, not to lift you up with pride. It's to benefit other people and to be a blessing to other people. He says this. Now let's get into this. He says, for to one, verse 8, for to one is given the word of wisdom. Somebody say the word of wisdom. He says the word of wisdom, he says through the Spirit. Understand that God will impart to you a sliver of his mind and give you the wisdom that you need in that moment to deal with the situation, to make the right decision, to keep you in tune or in step with God's will for your life. He teaches you by his spirit how to rightly apply the knowledge that that you have. I have knowledge and that's one thing. And we're going to talk about the, the word of knowledge. I have knowledge, but how do I rightly apply, apply the information that I just received so that somebody's life would be blessed? Solomon, he prayed that God would give him wisdom. God asked him, what do you want? You want anything. 
And his prayer was, God, give me wisdom. I want to know how to lead the people of God. I want to stay in tune with the will of God. And I want to know how to rightly apply the knowledge that I've received so somebody else's life can be blessed. God will drop wisdom in your mind. He will give you wisdom for other people, give you wisdom for circumstances. There's a gift of the Spirit, a charis- charisma, a charismatic gift that God will give you for that moment. It's called wisdom, that I need wisdom. How do I do this? How do I do this? How, what should I do here? I mean, you're in a business meeting. You want God to give you the word of wisdom on how to deal with the situation. You want God to give you insight into his mind to keep you going in the right direction, to keep your business going in the right direction, to keep your mind going in the right direction. You're in a dis- trying to make a decision on who you should marry. Is, is this person the one? Well, I need a word of wisdom. You need a word of wisdom. What school should I, should I, should I take my, my kids to? God will give you the word of wisdom. And God has placed the gift of the word of wisdom in people's lives. And this, it would be smart for us to find people that we know have the word of wisdom and access their gift when you have tough situations. I know this person, they, God gives them wisdom. He's given them the word of wisdom, man. God, God I'm going to have this person pray for me. Pastor, pa- Pastor, David Canastracy, my pastor, he has the word of wisdom. I love the fact. I talk to him, boom. I know that he's going to tap into God's mind, and I have a situation. I have a question. I have something going on. I can ask him, what you think about this? Pray about it for me. And he'll come back. This is what the Lord is saying, blah, 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 blah. And it's a beautiful thing when you can access the word of wisdom. You may have the word of wisdom. I have the word of wisdom. God gives me wisdom. But sometimes you need somebody outside of you to give you wisdom. <laughs> Can I have an amen? It's sometimes it's hard to hear, for, for, hear from God for yourself. You need somebody else outside of you to give you wisdom and help you with stuff. Because, you know, most of the time we just want everything perfect for ourselves. So that's what we hear in our heads. So somebody outside of us can give us the word of wisdom. Well, God wants to give you the wisdom to rightly apply the knowledge that you've obtained and received. We want to find people, develop those gifts, continue to grow and mature, and ask God to continue to flow through us. Amen? This is something that the body of Christ needs. We need wisdom. How can you say that? How can a person say that they're, how can a person say that they have been called by God the pastor of church? Or to plant a church when they don't believe that God speaks anymore. That doesn't make sense. We don't believe that God speaks anymore. He doesn't do any, any of that stuff anymore. Then how do you know you are called? God still speaks. Can I have an amen, y'all? He says here. He says, verse 8, For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, To another, the word of what? Knowledge through the same spirit. God will impart to you supernaturally revealed information. It's called the word of knowledge. God will tell you 
something about you through somebody that they could never know. But they've tapped into the mind of God, got a sliver of his, of his mind for that situation and communicates. And it's supernatural. It's not something that's just drummed up or you stumbled onto. It's something that God deposits in your spirit. It's called the word of knowledge. And for us, it's important that we, we embrace this aspect of ministry and Embrace it for our own personal lives. Is God giving me the word of knowledge? For some reason, God will tell me about people and he'll show me exactly about a situation before it's going to happen. Or he'll just give me insight into something. I'm in the business meeting and boom, I'll know. It's, it's called knowing. God begins to awaken your knower through the gift of the spirit and he just causes you to know things. It's important that we embrace this aspect of ministry and when we're doing ministry that God will give people a word of knowledge. Word of knowledge has changed my life. I wouldn't be here if it had not been for the gifts of the Spirit of God and how God used people in my life to help me to make the right decisions in life when I was going through and God gave people words of knowledge. Thank you for joining us for Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. This program is a production of The Well Christian Community, and we pray this message has blessed you in a special way. If it has, please let us know by contacting us today. You can write to us at The Well Christian Community, 2333 Neeson Drive. We're here in Livermore. The zip code is 94551. You can also contact us by phone at 925 292-7800. That's 925-292-7800. Learn more about us as well as drop us an email at our website, thewellchurch.net. Again, that's thewellchurch.net. On our website, you can also click on the link to access our page on Facebook or search for The Well Christian Community while you're on Facebook. You can also follow Pastor on Twitter with the address at Napoleon Kaufman, all one word. And then we would invite you to join us again next time as we continue our studies in God's Word for times of refreshing. Until then, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life, and may He bring you a peace that passes all understanding. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.